Hey guys, it's Jack. Uh, just a couple of words here before we start talking the marketing of Runza's. Uh, yet another update on where we are available uh, now. Uh, I, I, we are good to go on Google and Amazon. I think I think that should cover now the full gamut of podcast listening options. But as always, if there's a place you like to use and we're not showing up for any reasons, make sure and let me know. And I'll just say it again one more time. Had a couple of bites, but still looking for a title sponsor. It's a great opportunity. If you or you know of a business that might be interested in that, uh, shoot me a direct message or a or a tweet or a text if you have my phone number. Whatever, would love to talk to you. All right, on with the show. Welcome again to the Jack Mitchell Podcast. So glad you chose to join us again. Uh, And let's get right into the show today. Now, my guest today is someone that I have known for a long time. If if you're from the Lincoln area for the state, you may may know, uh, you may have have seen her before, um, or or you may not have, but I bet you're very familiar with what she does. Nonetheless, I'm sure you are. So I want to welcome to the Jack Mitchell Podcast, the Director of Marketing for Runza National, Becky Parrott. Now, Becky and I, uh, I, I've known Becky for a lot of years. Um, she and, and my wife and myself, we've uh, done a lot of things together in the community, hung out, uh, gone to parties together and done stuff like that. And uh, right away, I, I thought, I got to have Becky. I have so many questions for Becky that I probably asked her before, but I think the entire Jack Mitchell podcast audience needs to hear. So, Becky Parrott, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, absolutely. Did I get your title right? Director of Marketing for Runza National. Is that right? Or have you been promoted that is, since, that, that, is since that happened? Nope. Still Director of Marketing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to get into... Um, like I want to get into that job because I think it fascinates all of us because marketing is fascinating and fast food is fascinating at least to me and like the connection of those worlds um, is like a super level of fascination. But I, I, w- I want to start kind of your journey in 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 getting to where you are now and and how that all came together because um, like okay so so tell me about about you know growing up where where you grew up and and what you were interested in what you were doing growing up a little bit. Sure. So born and raised in Lincoln, um, attended school at Zeman Elementary, Pound Junior High, back in the day when it was junior high, mm-hmm. and Southeast High School. Um, graduated high school thinking I was going to be a doctor and proudly set off on my journey at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln as a biology pre-med major. And about the second semester of my sophomore year, I took a genetics class and an incredibly difficult final. And I'll never forget um, walking from Henslick Hall back to my sorority house that afternoon after that final and telling sisters that I would be promptly changing my major. So at that time, it was kind of the trend that you could be a pre-med major or you could be on the pre-med track, but a variety of majors. They were looking for well-rounded individuals. So you could be a music major in pre-med. As long as you took your prereqs and and things like that, you were good to go. So I switched to communication studies and kept that pre-med thing for about another semester-ish, got my way through physics, and then just realized, you know what? I don't really even like to watch ER anymore. Um, I have a feeling that I would cry with every patient that I meet. Um, I don't know that this is the right track for me anymore. Um, so I, I just stuck with the communication studies and that's how I graduated. But like I said, I was from born and raised in Lincoln and, and living at home during the summers. And my mom is a teacher and then went on to be a, a principal and just because it was summertime, um, that was not a time to not be in school. So I took summer classes every year. So I graduated with a major and three minors in four years. Um, so my minors are, are history, sociology, and biology. So a little oh bit gosh. of extra flavor to the comm studies. You got like the true, like I paid the extra tuition to go to a true liberal arts school, but you got, you know, kind of the, the well-rounded education anyway at our flagship university here in the state. So congrats Thank on you. that. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay. So you, you and I grew up in Lincoln about, about the same time, which is cool. I always love, I always love talking about that. And so I gotta, I gotta bring up a few of my memories of, of Lincoln with you and see if you had the same ones. Uh, East Park Food Court. Do you remember, did you spend time at the East Park Food, East Park Food Court movie theater or arcade over there? That's one of my best memories from growing up. 
I would say definitely better from time to time in some of the shopping. But okay. I don't think I spent really a whole lot of time in the food court. I do know wow. there's a in the food court that also had a really cool neon sign, much like the one behind your head. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like Coolcrest Golf Course. You remember that? 100%. Okay, Loved good. it. You're one getting... of the best places ever. Sad it's gone. Yeah, yes. Uh, you Maybe you and I can put our collective influence together and bring it back. Have you ever been have you ever been to St. Joe's or Kansas City and like gone to the ones that still exist? I haven't and the only reason I know about them is from listening to your radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it incessantly. <laughs> you have your favorites. No, you got you have like you sometime sometime you and your husband are going down to Kansas City or something, you've got to stop on the way in St. Joseph and just go there. Because like it will transport you back to 1987, and it's oh. it's worth it just for that. It's amazing. I think that's. I mean, the summer is just around the corner, okay. so that sounds amazing. And then and then the same thing. I might. This is second straight, at least second straight. Yeah, second straight Lincoln Southeast guest that I've had on. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I had I had Senator Anna Wishart on on, and then you know I had to because in in the mid 90s, and I told Anna about this, and in, in, into the late 90s. You know, you guys were like three times as big as we were, uh, you know, us, us measly Lincoln East Spartans. And because of that, it didn't matter except for like golf and tennis. It didn't matter except for like golf and tennis what the activity was. You guys were smoking us and everything. So I still, when I, you know, deal with your type, I have a bit of an inferiority complex. So I'm just telling you that out front. I probably told you before. Well, and I had the pleasure of being on the three-peat girls basketball team yeah, see, the third year that, that we is. won the state championship and obviously a part of the the all-student sportsmanship award that I think was run, won all three years that I was there as well. Whatever trophy you know, they could Just a little bit. Whatever they, trophy they could give to Southeast between like 92 and 2000 until, until Southwest opened, they just you know put the address on the trophy. They just sent it out there. <laughs> to uh to Lincoln Southeast and and people like Becky uh Becky won them so that's that's hilarious <laughs> so okay but I'm so like where did the original desire to be a doctor come from uh like what how how was that ginned up in you as you were growing up oh gosh you know i i don't totally know where it started but i i remember like being in fourth grade and doing a school project on being a doctor so it, it's from way back it wasn't just something that that came around during you know high school or, or something like that i don't have any doctors in my close family um so i'm not 100 sure um where it came from um you know, my grandma's both sides really like to watch soap operas. And that was, you know, General <laughs> Hospital yes. and things oh like gosh. that. Maybe maybe some of that leaked into my brain. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yes, very, very different track than anybody that was in my family. People won't believe me, but I, and I don't know. I don't know what date it aired, but I remember Luke and Laura's wedding on General yep. Hospital. And my mm-hmm. mom will kill me for saying this, but it's because she was watching it when she was yep. home with me. Well, and everybody it, did. It was, everybody does. and now yeah, those those things were were absolutely bizarre. So was the you know when when you you decided to kind of make the switch then. So you you take this genetics test, which must have been completely awful, by the way, for you to have that reaction to it. Um, but like, so you're you're thinking, and I, you know, in college, listen, I I was a communications major, I was a political science, I went to law school, so you know, we've all been through the thing where we don't know exactly what we want to do. But like, did you envision Anything kind of like the, the role you were in now the, when, you, when you walked back to the sorority house and said, I've got to change my major? Definitely not. Um, I think it wasn't until I got to college that I really started to find my voice. I think my writing improved a lot through the coursework that I took. Um, some leadership roles on campus and the sorority definitely helped um, as well. But I think, you know, my, my, always my, my, um, dream job would be to uh, be a publicist for a, a major Hollywood star, like walk the red carpet. Like, and now I'm, I'm of the age where I just probably don't want all that comes along with that. But at the time I thought that that would be very, very cool. It had nothing to do with restaurant marketing, but I thought that being a publicist would be amazing. And, and it's so crazy now because like, now I think about marketing all the time. And it's partially because of my job, but I don't know. It like, it feels 
like it is more in the forefront of our minds as a profession than it was maybe when when I was in college. I don't know if you feel that way or not. I think social media is a big part of that because we didn't have that, or it was just in its very you know early uh, early years. But it seems like something different than than it is now. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but when I think of it that way, I kind of feel that way. No, I, I totally agree. I think that um, social media absolutely brought it to the, the forefront. I think, you know, when when we were growing up, you know, there were always the kids that knew a lot of people that had a lot of friends. Maybe they played on multiple teams, but they always seemed to know somebody. And that was kind of like their very own being an influencer to a certain extent. But it Definitely. just wasn't as prominent. Um, there wasn't any going viral or or anything like that. And so then when you have the opportunity to join platforms and and count friends and followers and and really be able to tell your story whenever you want to, however you want to, to as many people as you want to, it, it totally changes the game. And I think, you know, growing up, we were obviously bombarded to a certain extent with with a number of messages every day, you know, what we heard on the, on the radio or saw on a billboard. But I mean, I used to have to get up and change the channel on my TV. There was only 24, 26 stations, you know, but now it's just a completely different ball game where you can listen to podcasts like this, or yep. you can um, stream, or you can get your content however you want it. And everybody to a certain extent is their own marketer. You mentioned 25, 30 channels. I'm such a dork. I can remember, I can remember the channels on whatever it was a cable vision that Lincoln had mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I can still, I think I can go through now and 22 was CNN, 23 was yep. ESPN, 24 was headline news, 25 was MTV, 26 was Nickelodeon, 27 was USA Network, 29 mm-hmm. was, 29 was VH1, 30 was TNN. To the National Network, 31 was, uh, 16 was TBS, 31 was TNT. Why that is taking up room in my, my brain. It's kind of like phone numbers now, Becky. It's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know my son's phone number. My son is 17 years old. I don't know my phone number, but you know what? I could give you 20 of my high school friends' phone numbers from, from 1993. Yep. I could too. It's ridiculous. We dialed them a lot. I could dial them a lot. I got just, and especially just, if a rotary phone was involved, man, yes. there was effort. That was an yes. exercise. <laughs> um, okay, so so tell me kind of how the uh, the uh, the initial contact, how the the Runza thing came about uh, as you were in and, and finished up college. Sure. So um, the senior year of college, um, my dad, um, for his work, was a mailman. And he had the Colonial Hills route over kind of in southeast Lincoln and would pop into the runs at Edgewood from time to time to grab a burger um, for his lunch and noticed um, that on their table tents was an offer that if you could work three lunches a week, $7 an hour. Ooh. <laughs> So that semester, I was only taking classes on Tuesday, Thursday. So he's like, well, this would be great. You know, it's not too far from campus. You could pop by home um, if you needed to or laundry or whatever. Um, So I I took him up on that. I went in to fill out an application. And my first experience, to be quite honest, was quite terrifying. I'm sitting there filling out the paper form and my eyes start to water. And I'm like, well, this isn't a hugely emotional event. Like, what is going on here? And so literally I had to take the form out to my car and finish filling it out. Well, when I took it up to the counter, I realized what they were doing in the back was separating onions, onion rings. And there's certain times of year that they're more pungent um, than others. And I happened to be applying during that time. So that was September um, of my senior year. I worked as a cashier. Um, and in the drive-thru um, until I graduated and then had the opportunity to travel for my sorority for a year. So my in-store um, work was for about nine months. Um, but with that location, that was closest to our corporate office. So we would do corporate office lunches from time to time. Our president and his family would come over to eat from time to time. So I feel like it gave me a chance to get to know um, more of the inner workings. Um, the manager um, at the time, Sherry, um, fantastic woman, still works for the organization um, and was a, a great leader and, and super fun staff to work with. And after I got done traveling for the sorority, I came back to Lincoln thinking that I was a big fish now in a little pond. Like I had traveled border to border, coast to coast. 
I needed to be interviewing elsewhere. And so was looking at Austin or Chicago or Kansas City or whatever. And Renza happened to be hiring for a marketing communications manager. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of intriguing. My parents are like, please apply so you can stay here. Um, and so I did and had a really, really good first interview and then um, came in for my second interview and uh, met directly with the director of marketing. And she had moved from California with her husband. Her husband was a franchisee for Mary Maids up in Omaha. And they had moved from California and just, she was just a very unique person, but I knew that I could learn a lot from her. She had a lot of big brand experience from cars to McDonald's to airline and just had a top-notch vocabulary. Just like the words that would come out of her mouth. I'm, I'm like, oh, goodness, this is somebody that I can continue my learning journey with um, and whatnot. And so she hired me. And as of a few days from now, that will be 22 years ago. Oh, my goodness. 22 <laughs> years ago. So so in 2000, right? 2000? Correct. Yep. May, June, June, of June of June of 2000. Um, it, it's, it's interesting you know, I, I think maybe there are a lot of people who would work as, uh, I mean, there's tons of people listening, I'm sure, who worked in, in fast food in some way. Mm-hmm. They would not be interested in taking the next step up uh, up, up the, the ladder just because of their experience. Why Why was that not the case for you after having done that? You know, I think Runza is a little bit of a, a unique breed in the in the restaurant space. You know, it's it's definitely... Um, small enough to be very family-like, um, and a lot of, and you know, everybody and you, it's easy to, to learn the ropes and, and they, they train you well and there's great leadership and, and whatnot. Um, but I just found food fascinating. I, I think, you know, everything from, um, the customer service aspect to the gal that would come in pretty much every day and get a side salad and a medium diet Pepsi. I mean, that was her order every single day, um, that she would stop in. I just, the, 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 People connection piece um, was really intriguing to me. That's that, that's interesting. That that so you, I mean, I know you can't say you didn't, but you you genuinely liked the job. It sounds like the, the, I did. that job. I did, and that was even back in the day when we wore um, the ladies um, wore denim shirts with kind of an applique on um, uh, uh, the the top there or on the chest, and then um, khaki pants um, yes. with with. Belt, yes. Um, I remember. I remember those. So this was the Edgewood one, right? That's where you were working. Correct. So yes. this is the, you know, this is the movie theater crowd. This is the, yeah. you, you know, this is that you got. You had Donna Millie's that was still over there, mm-hmm. right? You had yep. uh, a few other places, and that one didn't close down too long ago. But that was it was a pretty small location, right? It was. It was just the end of the the strip mall there, um, and kind of fashioned a, a drive through that would basically end in the the movie theater parking lot, um, and whatnot. But I I really really liked it there, and um, you know it was just not too far from home. It was just really really great for for a working environment. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I, uh... I, I don't know how many, it, when people get into restaurant marketing, how many of them have be able to say, well, I was on the front lines at one point during my career. How much, how much has that helped you? How much has that benefited you in your current job? Oh, a lot. De- definitely. And, and we still do that to this day. You know, last, um, I, this, this spring we haven't been needed, but last fall when the, the hiring pinch really got going in earnest and, and we always are challenged, um, in the fall once all of our high school and college students go back to school. 
um, that there's just a lot of, in particular, day shifts um, that aren't going filled. And so um, we, our office staff was consistently out at stores. I really? think I did three, three or four shifts up in Gretna, a couple shifts here at 70th and Van Dorn, um, 48th and O, 40th and Randolph. Yeah. Um, they, it's, I, I'm not pretty on the, on the, as the cashier, um, anymore because everything is so much faster. Um, but they, they are always good sports about it. Yeah. Did you have to like retrain or something? Did you, did you, or is it, or is it like muscle memory you never forget? Well, on Temperature Tuesdays, it's muscle memory because everybody's kind of pretty much ordering the same thing. But we do have a kind of a dummy register terminal here at the office. And so we did do some practicing just on those, you know, odd occasions you selling a gift card or having to do different discounts or things like that. My gosh, I had no idea. I did not like 70th of Mandorn, as you know, that's pretty much my home runs. Uh, I've spent yep. and you're welcome. I've spent tens and tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars of your eventual salary there. I would have freaked out if you would have been there taking my order. I need to know next time this is happening. Uh, I will absolutely so please need text me and, and let me know because I want to order directly from you. That would be, that would be crazy. So, um, okay. So, so you start the job 2000. Um, you, you get going doing this. What is the, what are the objectives? What are the challenges? What are the things you need to be doing in this position as you get started with where Runza was at that time? Well, I started at the end of June and earlier that month um, at our annual managers meetings, the stores had just gotten computers. So I was coming in during a time where instead of having to print out in a variety of diff- every every department had their own color of paper. Um, so all those memos had to be mailed. So we were, we were just getting into to email, which was which was great. Um, but in large part, my role was community involvement. Um, that first summer, we had um, come back to Memorial Stadium um, concessions and did a huge Husker Legends promotion and whatnot. So working with um, all of the, the Spirit Squad and the Little Red and, and all of the radio remote contacts and, and whatnot, um, that was a big first summer um, project for us, for sure. But, you know, everything from press releases, um, all of our stores are and our store managers are empowered to do what we call neighborhood marketing. So working with them on different school fundraiser nights and um, different chainwide efforts and things like that. So lots uh, going on always. I'm, I'm going to weave in and out with questions as I kind of go through your timeline. But this was an area that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm sometimes being in my profession. I am sometimes kind of floored by how much community involvement does go on by by businesses some local mm-hmm. local chains some national chains that i don't i don't know if people are aware of which part of me says mm-hmm. well do you really you, you kind of want people to be aware of it i would think but but like why is that i i know the answer is you know to be good to the community and to give back to the community but like what is the strategy what is a good strategy for community involvement for a for a brand like runs or someone similarly situated well part of it for us is, is definitely to give back to the community but the other part for us is in 1949, we would have never made it without the support of people in Lincoln, Nebraska and surrounding areas. And then as we've grown and, and, you know, we are very fortunate to be on kind of the top five list that people talk about when someone's visiting Nebraska or they're driving through or whatever. Um, and we know that we have to continue to earn that, um, not only by, um, you know, having great food and, and quality customer service and, and that kind of a thing, but to, to um, support um, our customers kind of where they are outside of our restaurant. And so um, very, very important for us and, and very um, from granular um, to a, a single A and double A um, baseball tournament this coming weekend, all the way up to I had a conversation with our contact with the Lung Association run um, this morning. We're getting ready for our Omaha Runs as Night at the Storm Chasers in a week and a half. Um, so just a, a variety of different ways to, to get the word out, but um, definitely support the community. And, and we know that we aren't able to help everyone. Um, Lincoln being home based for us, we get asked to do a lot of things. Um, and so we, we're the, the big, big, big sponsors. Um, we'll do, you know, more of a, you know, $2,500 or $5,000 sponsorship just to kind of um, spread the spread the uh, budget as, as much as we possibly can and, and to give the, where we can. What's the impact of that? I mean, what, what have you seen in, in terms of the impact from, from a marketing perspective even uh, beyond the good that it's obviously doing? Sure. Well, I think, I mean, 
people are very loyal to us. And I think that um, community involvement and support definitely has a, a role in that. Um, it's, it's quite honest that, or excuse me, quite often that I hear, you know, thank you for calling me back. You know, I've called XYZ 10, 10 businesses and no one's called me back yet, you know, um, and just meeting their expectation of they, they, they know that we're homegrown and, and we want to, you know, obviously respond to them, um, in kind. Um, and we appreciate that they're thinking of us for their opportunity, even if we have to say no. I mean, the, the runs, it's in a, it's in a unique, kind of position in the market, Becky, because obviously it's a local, you know, homegrown, started here, started small, has grown significantly, but it's grown kind of regionally, and it's still thought of as as very local. So you don't have, you're not the national chain, you're not the small, you know, one-off local restaurant, mom and pop, which we all love too. How does that play into your job being that kind of tweener? Because I don't know... There are probably comparisons out there, but I don't know exactly what they are and how that impacts what you do. Sure. So, I mean, we have um, we have resources. Obviously, we have quite a few stores, and so we invest those resources in a variety of of marketing efforts. And and whether that's um, very grassroots, whether that's very media focused, um, whether that's through signage at stores or billboards or, or things like that that we we do. Um, you know, we we will never be the the McDonald's of the world, but at the same time, we know that McDonald's trains our customers, and so what McDonald's does that does have an impact on us. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and that's so, interesting. really, that's how when we started our dollar drinks, it was the summer after McDonald's did it because we were we were the Pepsi version of that because obviously McDonald's is Coke, um, and we had dollar drinks for a very very long time. Um, so yeah, we, we learn from the best. I mean, we love Wendy's Twitter and the snarkiness and the savviness. And, and so we definitely have a, a cohort of, of, um, other quick serve restaurants that we like to emulate in, in certain ways, whether that is on their media strategy, whether that's just, you know, obviously we'll never be able to sponsor the Olympics like McDonald's does, right. but we can do the Cornusker state games and that's awesome too. Right. Um, and or even just in, um, you know, we I, our vice president just got back from a benchmarking tour with some of our up and coming managers and they went to Wendy's and they went to Chick-fil-A and whatnot. And it's hearing their perspective and and the great work we used to be kind of in a in a um, quality space that that McDonald's and Burger King weren't in. And now everybody continues to up their quality game. And so it's kind of shrinking that space in between if there is any between space anymore. And so then we really have to be clever um, in our marketing and smart about how we spend our money um, just to remain in front of eyes and remain relevant and um, top of mind for our customers. Okay, a lots of questions. First of all, I said fast food is the new, the term is quick serve. Is that right? <laughs> well, I I prefer quick serve. Okay, I, I prefer quick serve. If you ask ten people, nine of them will say it's fast food. Okay, but, um, you know they're they're growing up and and whatnot. There are some connotations that come along with fast food and the fact that at least for Runza, all all of our staff is incredibly busy until the store opens making food, making the onion rings, making the runs of sandwiches, the salads, the chili, the ranch, all of that stuff. So I consider that different than just getting a bunch of frozen stuff in like some of the, some of the other QSRs are. Right. So uh, uh, the, what, what really fascinated me about what you said is how maybe the national chains have upped their game in quality, because I have, I have that perception. I have that perception about Runza as compared to, a McDonald's or or something like that. That it's a different. I mean, been successful and the track record speaks for itself. Um, in in terms of that, how has? Tell me more though about that. About how, especially the the national race for fast food chains, how they've either upped the perception or the reality of of the quality of their food. Mm-hmm. Well, so our 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 ground beef has has always been fresh, never frozen, always have have been. And and I would um, hazard to guess that there's a lot of um, quick serve restaurant fast food chains that have use have used frozen and continue probably to use frozen. And what does that taste like? What is that difference? Well, you've got um, there you've got 
you know, different concepts that are coming up with really great flavor profile combinations. You know, Wendy's has a really great um, uh, bacon burger offering right now. I know Culver's always comes up with their pub cheddar burger that just looks amazing and pops off any screen that you see it on. Um, and then you even got Arby's, who has never had a burger before, that is now brought on a limited time Wagyu beef burger. And so it's it's one of those things where you can you can we always strategize our marketing calendar, knowing that we want to do what we do well. We want to set up our employees for success, but yet bring our customers what they want. And that's sometimes, especially in these supply chain issue times, um, kind of a, a tight rope of, of balance. Um, but there's there's a lot of menu ingenuity out there that is um, really fun to watch. Huh? That's it. I need. I mean, you're dry, You're making me want to try these new places now, which <laughs> it might be opposite of your job. But I'm just. <laughs> I assume you followed, uh, or at least heard about it. Maybe you haven't. But this this uh, story about a lawsuit against Burger King and the way their food looks in the commercials. There's uh-huh. there's a, a lawsuit out there. I'm always fascinated. What is. <laughs> What is the process, as far as you know it, of making the food look as good as it possibly can on TV? Well, there is definitely a craft um, to that. It, it's art. It actually is. I mean, when you think about, I mean, just yourself or, or the, the cameras in our phones and think how much better they've gotten. So you take that to either a camera level or a video camera and, and how granular that you can see every sesame seed or every flaw or, or whatever. So food stylists, I mean, that that's an occupation. Um, and they have a variety of, of little syringes for the ketchup and mustard and different ways of how we get things to look the way that they do. And, and obviously, we... We never want to represent, misrepresent our food. Um, we want it, it every, we typically do our food shoots at one of our restaurants. And so, yes, you may be taking, you know, have two, two baskets of, of onion rings and you're choosing 10 of them, the most golden ones or the prettiest or, or whatever. But all <laughs> in like all, a, they're all on. great onion rings. That's like a Miss America onion rings con- contest. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's honestly, there's not enough. <laughs> yep, there's not enough food stylists out there. So um, if you've kind of got that artistic eye um, and you like to work with food, that's a great job. I mean, it, a runza, it's a little difficult because you really have to cut it in half, don't you? I mean, to give like a, a just plopping the runza there, it doesn't tell the whole story, I guess. Correct. Correct. Yes, we always have to show the inside. And so cutting that open and, and then making sure that the, the knife cut is is. Um, makes the bread look good and that the, the end ingredients that you're, um, you know, a, a, an Italian runza obviously is something that we bring back from time to time. Well, you need to make sure that you're showing the, the, uh, the, um, the mushroom and the olive in there and this Italian seasonings and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's a, it's takes a lot of time. We've all been here if we're from Nebraska where we encounter someone from out of town and they've never had one and we try and describe what it is to them and they're like no thanks (laughs) (laughs) you probably had how have you perfected your craft at doing that being the literal marketing person for for runza when you describe what the runza sandwich is because i need to pick up some tips for you to encourage my in-laws Sure. So, well, it depends on who I'm talking to. Um, if I'm at the lead center and it's a, a children's fam fest, I explain it as a hamburger, but the bun goes all the way around because it's just kind of, you know, the, um, but if it's an adult, I just say it's, it's ground beef, cabbage, onions, and our blend of seasonings baked inside homemade bread. It's really great. You've got to try one. Our most popular is the cheese runza. Is usually how I do, and 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 over time since I've had that been in this role, people have become less scared of cabbage. That's um, true. I, That's you know, true. And it's always, changed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always explain it's not sauerkraut and it's not coleslaw, like what you may have had fears of of what a cabbage um, item could be. Um, and, and honestly, a lot of times if we open in a new market, we'll do coupons for, you know, if, if the customer orders a runza, um, we'll give them a coupon for a burger or vice versa mm-hmm. so that they can come back and, and try the other thing. But from time to time, I'll have friends come up and they'll be like, you're probably going to hate hearing this, but I just don't really like the runza. And, and I, my patent response is, 
it, it does not bother me that you don't like the runs of sandwich. As long as you come to our stores for a Southwest salad, for a pop in the afternoon, for chicken strips with honey mustard, whatever, as long as you're a customer, that's all I care about. Okay. Choose your it, own adventure. It bothers me. You need to, they need to develop, <laughs> they need to develop an adult taste palette, in my opinion, because I've got a, I've got a 12 year old crazy picky eater, a lot of chicken nuggets, a lot of that stuff, but she's always, she's always going with the runs, uh, the same way. My wife didn't think she would like them. She, she likes them. And so I, I really question people who, who don't say they like them is, I, I don't know if this is a, a trade secret or something, but is, is Runza, are Runza, I mean, more runs are sold or are more mur- burgers sold at your stores? Um, in Nebraska, more burgers are sold. Um, but our Colorado stores and our Kansas, well, Colorado stores for sure um, sell more runs. But we've only really? got two in Colorado, so it just makes sense because we're the, you know, we're the only place that they can they can get them. Okay, so, so there's just not the, um, it's just more unique and there's not the, well, competition is, there's more competition yeah. for burgers probably in yeah. in those situations. Um, that for That's sure. interesting. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, McDonald's perfected it with the McRib. The bring it there, (laughs) take it back. Is that like a a standard in the quick serve food marketing world for items? Is that I mean? Oh, we love we love our LTOs and those limited time (laughs) offers. Absolutely. So yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you know we we offer it as an LTO. If it goes great, then hey, maybe we will make a spot for it on the the regular menu. That's how we ended up with the French onion burger um, um, a few years ago. Um, spicy Jack the same the same way. Um, so yeah, we do. We are we're in our Spicy Jack um, window right now. Next up is French onion burger. After that is is a, a specialty flavored runs. I can't tell you, um, but. Mm. And then chili and cinnamon roll season is back too. So even though that's six months, it's kind of a little bit of a LTO, but not really. What, what do you know? I know it's not necessarily your job directly, but what do you know about like the the trial and error process of thinking of new items, of testing them, of evaluating them, whether mm-hmm. might they might go on on kind of a permanent menu? Sure. So for for us, it's all born out of operationally, are they doable within the time frame that our staff has um, to get an order out the door? And then just does it sell? And what do we hear from customers? Um, you know, if it um, are they are they raving about it? Are they coming back for it multiple times? Um, I mean, that that really is is when you know you have a home run is when they'll they'll come back for the second and third and start telling their friends about it. Mm-hmm. And, and what what was the biggest uh, in, since you've been here? What was the biggest thing that wasn't there at the beginning that came in and and had success that maybe even surprised people a little bit? Oh goodness, that's a great question. Um, I would say we did back when Facebook was more in its infancy, we did a, um, a burger challenge where we asked uh, customers to send us all their best burger ideas. Um, and we narrowed them down to three and then had a vote on the Facebook platform. And that's how we got spicy Jack. Um, and mm. um, that has probably been um, that in our French onion burger has probably been the, the two biggest ones, but Last um, March of 2021, we launched the Ruben Runza. It was just a, a month long, and it did tremendously well. I didn't even have um, that. I don't know that I even saw that. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was kind wow. of our, our um, we were coming off of our crazy cold temperature Tuesdays, and then that was kind of our play on St. Patty's Day and, and whatnot. So it was gotcha. had corned beef and um, Reuben dressing in it and Swiss cheese. Yeah, What's really interesting you said, it, ma- it makes all the sense in the world because I was just going to say when you were talking about cabbage and how it's kind of looked at differently now, I think a big part of that is St. Patrick's Day, to be honest. I just, I just think corned beef and cabbage has 
become such a go-to. Like, I ordered it takeout from somewhere in Lincoln on St. Patrick's Day just because I felt like I needed mm-hmm. to have it. But that has changed. It's the same way. Like, when we were a kid, Brussels sprouts, and maybe it's that we're just <laughs> getting older, but, like, Brussels sprouts and asparagus sounded like the worst foods in the world. And I would put them in my top five vegetables, both of them right now. So uh, cabbage has kind of had a similar path. I don't know why. but it's I agree. Yeah. I think it's just a, a wider palate. I think I... I probably hadn't tried Chinese food until I got to college. I mean, that just wasn't um, my mom cooked every night and and whatnot. That just wasn't, um, you know, when our treat was Valentino's pizza um, in in our family. And so, yeah, just to to go off to to college or a new experience or a new restaurant moves into town or or something like that. and, And everybody tries it out and that palate just keeps expanding. Um, for those who don't, I mean, I think people are kind of familiar with, with the story, but when I moved here, so we moved here in 86 and I do still remember the old shack or whatever it was by Pioneers Park, right? That was, was that the original? That was, we, we prefer to call it a cinder block building as opposed to a shack, but yes, sorry. that was, it was the original. A, it was location. a very nice, it was a, <laughs> I'm sorry, Becky, it was a very nice quick serve restaurant. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was no drive through lane or anything like that, but yes, that was the original. So that, what's the, what's the background of, of kind of how it started and then how it's, it's origins, uh, grew going forward over the years. Sure. Sure. So, um, Germans that immigrated, that moved to Russia and then immigrated to America, um, from there, um, back in the 1800s. Um, there were many of them. They were coming into the Midwest. There's a lot of Germans from Russia all throughout Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa. Um, and, you know, this was basically kind of a, a handheld sandwich that, um, the men could take out into the field and, and whatnot. Um, and Sally Everett, um, was quite the, the chef and made a really, really good pocket sandwich. And her brother was coming home from, from World War II and, and needed, needed work. And they hung out a shingle and she trademarked the name. And that was in 1949. And they, that location got a little, it was kind of a, an ominous start a little bit because the first week they, they flooded out because they are kind of near a, a creek, um, there, but kind of re, tooled themselves and rebuilt and whatnot and, and opened. And then, um, one of Sally's son, um, sons, um, Donald Everett senior, um, had played, uh, football for Bob Devaney at, at Nebraska, also a Lincoln Southeast grad, by the way. Of course. Um, lots of trophies, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. And, um, uh, moved to Florida and then moved back to Nebraska and, and said, Hey mom, I'd like to, to open my own location. And that was 56 and Holdridge and that opened in, in 1966. So it was a full 17 years just to get the second, um, location going. And from there, it, it just really started to build. Um, he started, he started franchising more throughout the, the sev- late seventies and eighties. Um, and now as of last week, we have 87 locations. Wow. So 56 and Holdridge was number two. I didn't realize that. Yes. I didn't know. Yeah. That. That's a, that's a different building than they're in now, correct? That is the oh, building. Oh, it's been different. rebuilt and <laughs> yes. added on to and I figured. multiple times. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it didn't look. It's it's a beautiful building too. But yeah, that's what that's what that's what I had wondered. Um, when was the um, uh, when did the footprint really get, you know, outside of sort of the the Lincoln or or maybe even Omaha Metro, and it began to be a bit more regional. Tell tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the late seventies were kind of a, a boon. Um, cause I know several of our locations are in their thirties and forties of years old, like our Columbus location. Um, uh, we recently tore it down or rebuilding in the same, um, location, but it's celebrating its 40th. So that would have been, you know, 82. Um, Grand Island was in the late eighties. Um, we had, I think three or four Omaha locations by the early eighties. Um, but it wasn't until, um, you know, the, the early nineties that we got into, you know, council bluffs and Lawrence, Kansas. And I think Loveland, Colorado might have been late eighties, early nineties sometime, but to, to break the walls of, of Nebraska, it took that long. I had a friend. I'm not kidding. I had a friend I went to college with who lived in Denver. Uh, or I, I went to college with. He was from Washington State. After college, he moved to Denver. I bought him once and had the experience with him of explaining to him what runs were. He turned his nose up like most people did. He had it. He loved it. And he sent me a picture a few years ago that he drove to Loveland. I, he had to be going there for something else, but he drove to get one. I was like, I was like, I like him too, but man, 
<laughs> you're, you're really into it. I'm sure you hear stories like that of people, uh, of people either going a long ways to get them when they haven't had them, or returning to get them for the first time, or now probably sending, getting them delivered via mail or something. I would guess. Yep, we do. We do ship, but yes, oftentimes, hey, my uncle from out of state is flying into Omaha, and as soon as we pick him up, the first place we go is Frunza. Or, um, you know, I, my my family is is visiting, and um, or who did I talk to just the other day? And they told me as soon as they're like, they will eat Runza two or three times while their family is, <laughs> is missing. Oh, um, a gal with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, her family lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And so when they come to visit, um, they visit two or three times. Um, Valentino's and, and Runza are high on their, yep. their priority list. Uh, my friends do the, my friends do the same thing when they come yeah. back into town and, and, and it's always something that we, that we plan on. Um, so, okay. There used to be a, I don't know how long the Italian Runza was gone for a while and then it came back, but I want to get back to menu items just a little bit. Like, sure. where has the biggest hue and cry been from, for, to bring things back? Or, I, I, listen, I'm sure we've got to get into the breakfast Runza conversation. It's the <laughs> elephant in the room right now. Yep. But tell me about, like, the suggestions that, that you guys get either to do existing things or, or potentially completely new things with the concept of the Runza. Sure. Well, we hear about the Italian runs up quite often. Um, and we, I, I hope that we are able to, to bring it back as a, a limited time offer um, sometime soon. Um, they are very loyal to the, the Italian runs. And I think part of it is, is basically like a calzone, but it's also, it's kind of the, the non runza runza because it doesn't have cabbage in it. Right. So, um, if that's a, if that's a struggle point for anyone, then they're going to like the, the Italian runza. Um, you know, honestly, we still get asked for the Polish dog and we took that off the menu circa like 2008. So, um, there are, we have very wonderful, loyal customers. Um, and obviously social media gives them a great opportunity to respond to one of our posts about all of their, the demands and desires and whatnot. Um, we took, um, you know, our, our onion ring dip wasn't selling at some of our locations real, real well. Um, we decided to reinvigorate that and, and push that back out to all locations that made a lot of people happy. Um, in particular, a gentleman named Kyle Scott on Facebook who would answer every single one of our posts about wanting the, the onion ring dip. Um, and so we kind of have a, we kind of have a, a, a person's name behind all of the, the products, um, that really are, are um are the ones that that pick up the mantle and really want um that um item to either come back on the menu for a short time or or more permanently. So if and when the breakfast runs ever happens, I would expect my name will be connected with that thing. Because <laughs> well, far far be it for me to ever respond to runs on Twitter about something like that. I can't think of a time <laughs> I've ever done that, but I'm just saying down the road if if the impossible happens you know, that's fine. That's fine if you want to tie my name to it. So here's my question on the breakfast runs. Well, first of all, our, our, our store teams are very busy producing all of the other pieces that we need to sell throughout the day. Of course, but of course. Um, would you eat a breakfast runs at 6 o'clock at night? Probably. But, but yeah, you'd want it in the morning. I get it. I yeah. get it. I get that. But limited run, tailgate season, the fall. I know, I know there are logistical challenges, but let's just try it. Okay. Let's try it. And if it doesn't work, we can say it didn't work. Like I'm sure there are some, uh, I think there was a taco one that's had, had lettuce on it. It might have been before your yes. time. Yep. Yep. No, nope, I maybe, remember that one. Maybe didn't work. Okay. Maybe didn't work. We, they're not all grand slams. Okay. They can't all True. be the, the, the Polish dog, but. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just I, I I would I I would just be so curious. You know, people are have tried Becky. People have tried. Oh, I yeah. mean, they they probably really? how many? Do you get pictures of breakfast runzas very often? Um, more oh, just demand demands um demands. for them. Um, just less, ransom notes. We'll see, yes, exactly. Um, some sometimes pictures of of their runza like creations, um, but very rarely breakfast versions. Like I don't know that anyone's really taken that on. I uh I tried to just do I don't know if you know this but there are some recipes online that uh, that yes. cl- yeah you're probably aware of so I was like okay let's let's try this let's do you know we got a football game 
And I uh, did not let the bread rise all the way. And <laughs> when I, I put, I mean, we had b- like balloons. I know balloons are a sore <laughs> subject right now, but we had like balloons of bread. And it didn't, it, so it's not, it wasn't that easy, un- unfortunately. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, but it wasn't that easy. I, what was the, uh, so there was one that I did like that. I don't think you guys have, I remember one summer, and this probably had to be 10, 12 years ago. But you had a whole like line of like five of them where you they actually cut them all the way open, and like put put stuff like they were they were more like sandwiches or I can't remember what they're all were like maybe a cheeseburger type one or something. Yep. Do you remember that? What was that? Uh, well, you can order. You can go to Seventieth and Vandora and order a cheeseburger runner right now. We have it available all the time. Well, we like just, that. It, but that's just it was a, different a, than a cheese runza, right? Though. So it's a it's a cheese runza with ketchup, mustard, pickle, onion inside. Oh, so it's like a cheeseburger in a runza. I didn't, so yeah, okay. we have Southwest, we have um, barbecue bacon, BLT. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's still a thing, and that's but they yes. actually cut them open, they put them in, then right? Correct. It's different. Correct. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. Okay, you cut it after it's baked and put them in. Correct. Right. And that's how we do the cheese runza as well. Some people think that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, some people have never gotten the little end of cheese that sticks out, <laughs> but when they do, their their mind is is blown. But if if we would bake it with the cheese in it, that cheese would be so um, just gummy and stretchy and terrible texture. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you, I'm just telling you, I've probably told you all these things before. When I go through, sometimes I want the frings, the French fries and onion rings combo, which was a thing I learned about elementary school. We had that at Holmes and Morley Elementary, I remember. That's, that's where I really remember it. But I am always afraid I'm not enunciating it enough to the drive-through person. And so I'm like, I want a number one with frings. And I don't know if they think it's weird, but I'm always worried. I'm just going to get rings and not frings. So. I don't know. If Honestly, need- I, do, I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing because I never know like how much noise my car is making in the drive through and, and whatnot. Or, right. you know, if they've got their their headset on exactly right on their ear or whatever. So, yeah, I'll do a number four. No cheese, ketchup, mustard, pickle, frings. Well done. And a diet Pepsi. That's my order. How did the, the you know, the pandemic um change the 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 quick serve restaurant industry i mean i know i know in a lot of more sit down type places delivery became a much bigger deal and that's something that's continued a lot more use of third party apps in those situations what was the major impact do you think on how the more the 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 specific industry that you're in has has kind of changed the way and had to adjust the way they do business sure well um you know as as many did right off the bat we closed our dining rooms um, but we have kept our, our drive-throughs open. Drive-throughs became very, very important, obviously. And, um, you know, in, in a lot of communities, um, uh, most of that dining room traffic has come back, but in some it has not. Um, people are still voting with their dollar and going through the drive-through, which as long as they're visiting us, um, they can, they can, um, be with us in any way they, they prefer. Um, and we did launch an app, uh, for order ahead, um, pick up in the dining room once the dining rooms re- reopened. Um, and so that's an option if people just want to run in quick and, and go and not stand around a lot of people or, or, um, you know, sometimes it's even just, um, you've got a, a family and they have very specific tastes and you want that, that order recorded and then you just want to hit reorder. Um, that's, um, makes a lot of, of ease for, for folks. So, um, you know, we were very, very fortunate in the fact that our staff just were phenomenal. I mean, we were throwing changes at them right and left from cleaning protocols and other um, expectations and operations. I think we changed our hours probably five times in the first 
month. I mean, no one knew what to do, how to handle it. Um, but we were just trying our best and, and trying to give everyone a lot of grace and, and whatnot, but they were rock stars and we owe a lot to our staff for being able to stay open because without, um, their great work, we, we wouldn't have been able to, to do that. But I, I do think that, um, third party delivery is absolutely something that we're keeping an eye on, um, and considering, um, and we'll just kind of see where the where the future leads us in that area. What's it take to have a good restaurant app these days? Because I'm I'm going to be honest, Becky, I didn't have any on my phone until a year or two ago, and now I have several. And then sometimes I'm discovering I was like, oh, maybe I should have been using this in the past. But like there are some there are some that make that sense. They're very convenient. Like I think Chipotle has a great app. Like I think they've got they've got one of the best. I use it all the time. There are others. I'm like, why did I even get this? What makes what makes from your your perspective of a restaurant app particularly good or not? Well, well, you're absolutely right about the Chipotle app. It is head and shoulders. Chipotle and Starbucks are probably lead the charge in in app excellence. I guess you could say, and it, it's all about. Um, and, and we have, we have some growth to do in, in this space. Um, but recognizing, I, I think the Starbucks is so incredibly smart about, um, doing short run things. Like if you visit four afternoons in a row, then it bonuses you massive stars and, and things like that. They're very, very smart in that way. Um, and knowing their customer and their favorite orders and, and bonusing and rewarding based on, um, not only their, their new offerings, but what, what they know that you like, um, and offering, um, things that kind of would go in that same vein, hoping you hoping to win you over there. Um, Chipotle is just so darn smart and easy. And especially with their menu and how you go through the line and choose, yes. well, yeah. my, my daughter wants um, the corn salsa, but my son doesn't want, you know, whatever. Um, that is, that is huge. And now that they've add their, added their Chipotle lanes, their drive-through lanes, um, they've really made it. That's um, a game changer. That's it a is. huge game changer. Not to have to yep. build a drive-through, but not order there. Which is the difficulty with a lot of the apps, mm-hmm. frankly, because if you, because some of them, I'm like, well, I'm, if I'm just going to have to wait in the drive-through anyway, I'm, you know, is that going to make it difficult? I, I just don't even know how they work, and so that that well, that to me is what got me into it. I think, and, and that's a really good point because what we were learning throughout the pandemic is that people still wanted to eat; they just wanted to do it in what way it felt safe to them. And so that did make our drive-through lanes longer. Um, and so what, now how we've launched our app is that it's it, what you're ordering is for, for pickup. You pick it up off our front counter and fill your drink and, and walk out in 15 seconds so that you're not waiting in that drive-through lane. But there are certain customers that we've heard from that want that ease. They don't want to get their kids out of their car. They want to order ahead, but they just want to, well, they're not, we're not saving them any time that way. They should just order in the drive-through than like normal. And so just there's a, there's, there's definitely a period of acclimation and everybody uses it a little bit differently. Um, but yes, I've got a ridiculous amount of restaurant apps on my phone to the point where I think I had to expand some memory, um, recently. Um, but like, I really like scooters. Um, they do a nice job, um, of very simple. Um, and so ours is, is somewhat like that, but I know that we want to get a little bit better with our data usage and, um, smart rewards and and things like that. Well, that's what I was going to ask. If you're, do you want people to do anything on the app besides order food? I assume ideally you do, but that's mostly all I want to do on a restaurant app, you know? Yep. Order food. Or if you're coming through the drive through anyhow, scan so that you earn your points and then we can give you money back. So, yep. Those, those two things primarily, but it's also, I mean, you have in your pocket, then if you go under our app, it's under the account tab, but if you've got, you know, um, comments or concerns or anything like that, if you want to, if you want to think about that, um, somebody in your family wants to apply for a job, you can do that through our app and, and whatnot. So there are some other areas as well. Interesting. Is there a, is there a known record for longest line in a drive through on a temperature Tuesday? Do those, are those numbers Ooh. kept anywhere? Um, I, I couldn't give you a um, number of car count in particular, but I will tell you the two freezing cold um, back-to-back Tuesdays in February 2021, where we had to hire off-duty Lincoln Police Department um, team members um, at five of our locations. That that was that was a those two days were very banner days. Oh my yes. gosh! And it, yeah. it's one of those things where we're very for that promotion to work. 
we are very particular about the kind of day that we want it to be. We need it to be a blue sky day, but bone chilling cold to the point where that's all everybody talks about. That's the great day for us. We don't want inclement weather because that'll keep people home. You know, we don't want, don't want to be 20. That's not enough of a deal for a lot of people. It needs to be single digits and crystal clear. Those are the best days. Interesting. Those are the best days. I've seen it firsthand. I remember I was hosting the afternoon show. This would have been a couple of years. I think it was in the winter of 2020. Maybe it was in the winter of 2021. I just remember I had to drive. I had to drop my daughter off at dance. I had to come back to the KLI Studios at 44th and Oaks. We were doing the afternoon show at the time. And I drove by the, I drove by the runs by South Point. I drove by the one on, uh, uh, what Randolph and and Forty? Mm-hmm. I drove by the yep. one, and then I drove the one on by the one on O Street. And every single one, every single one, it was like, oh my gosh, I, uh, <laughs> it's it's just fascinating what people will will do for uh for if they think they're getting a good deal, which you know they are saving money, but it, yep. th- I, that's part of the marketing world. I mean, I guess it's the same concept as. Fuel saver points if you go to high fee yep. or something. Like I'm buying bread that I know is going to be green in two days, but I saved two cents on my gas and it yeah, feels right. good. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel good. Yeah, that part of it is, is, you know, that you want to be part of the fever. You know, you yeah. want to be able to say that, yep, I did temperature Tuesday. It's just what's fascinating to me. Um, and you could do a psychology study on it. And then so the next week, say, so say it was freezing or, you know, zero below. So it was free. And the next week is 20. Right. So basically you're paying 20 cents more and the lines are a fraction of as long. <laughs> the psychology. So if you value your time, really the, the better deal is are the warmer Tuesdays. However, um, you'll meet a lot more friends if you show up during the freezing months. It, the psychology of getting deals is a fascinating one because we all see ourselves doing it all the time. Uh, oh yeah, and, and it, yeah. it doesn't. You know, it, it's the like I said. It was the, it's the, it's the same thing with like I freak out. You know, gas went up five cents overnight, and I'm like, well, you know, in the end, that's two dollars. Yet, all two dollars in a different part of my life is a completely different deal. And sometimes yep. it goes reverse for deals like Temperature Tuesday or or some of those things. Uh-huh, uh huh. For the, sure. The, the currency yeah, is any, anything free that that is a whole different different mindset all right I'm, I'm almost out of time i got i got just two more questions i, I want to ask uh, real quick um you, you referenced this earlier you talked about wendy's on uh, social media presence and you've got more and more of these brands now that are becoming people or characters online uh, has that transition as you you've observed that transition from brands it's got a lot of ways it can backfire Mm-hmm. A lot of times it does work really well. What's sort of the risk assessment, uh, cost-benefit assessment of of getting too quirky with your social media accounts? Yeah, and, and this might be just because I'm in the position that I am, or maybe I pay too much attention. But as much as I admire Wendy's Twitter, do I think that that matches some of their other branding and some of their other marketing and whatnot? N- not exactly. But it gets people to think about Wendy's and it gets people to try Wendy's. So um, means to an end, absolutely. You know, obviously we we have a brand voice and we try to stick within that brand voice. It's very, um, we don't take ourselves too serious. It's it's pretty humble, Midwestern, you know, that kind of a that kind of a thing. Um, and, and we'll spice it up from time to time um, when the opportunity arises or certainly um, get into a back and forth with with customers and, and things like that from time to time. But um, yeah, it's, it's the, I mean, Runza Rex is obviously a pretty great character, but he's not going to be taken over our Twitter anytime soon. Plus he can't type really well with his short arms. And how does that factor in? Is that, is that presence, that social media presence kind of one and the same as the marquees, the table tents, the, is that supposed to kind of be the same character speaking throughout all of those? Yes. Yeah. Ideally that's our, that's our goal. Yeah, so when you cool. hear a, a radio ad or you hear, you see a, a, a marquee now, the marquee, you know, sometimes those are, those are homegrown created from the store staff that's putting them up that are very, very clever. Um, we obviously provide suggestions that um, either come from our office staff or um, Swanson Russell um, agency here in town. Um, but yeah, that, it, it, that same um, kind of um, not folksy, but just kind of a, just a, um, easygoing, um, 
just kind of that that midwestern we love to call it pop kind of a vibe yeah 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 the the pop one is one i thought of on on the cup mm-hmm. uh the, yeah. that that you had seen that you know it's it's always uh it's always been so good but that was interesting to me that the concept is there's this this common voice and there's there's this common brand that that runs through all of it okay so to close so to close and i'm 99 percent sure i've done this for you at at least one party or something that we've been at <laughs> together uh but i am now going to perform for you and the listeners uh in runs a marketing prior to you were there the runs a rap that was on the radio and tv that i memorized from the early 90s <clears throat> about the <clears throat> the special kids meal deals i've done this uh-huh. for you right haven't i probably i don't believe so no, oh i think gosh, this is your, your maiden voyage this this feels like something i would definitely you know it's uh at, at a at a party we were at i'd break it out when the night's getting boring all right let's see if i can remember it all no notes nothing just to verify becky can see all right if you're hungry, drop to your knees and say to your parents, please, please, please don't worry. By no expense, runs a kid's meal, just 99 cents. But they say, man, get real. What you get in a runs a kid's meal? Reply, baby, what do you think? A hamburger frost hole and drink. Check it out. A cool surprise. You can't touch this anywhere else for 99 cents. Yo, homeboy, they said that. You can't touch this 99 cents for runs a kid's meal. It was a takeoff of MC Hammer. This so well done. Very, so well done. It's time for you to start to think about doing like a Lil Wayne type fusion, maybe. Oh. I mean, I think there's, I think there's some real Gen Z marketing opportunities for you there. The the it's been too long since a rap runs a fusion. Uh, well, I will have to share with you a commercial um, that we did. Oh gosh, a couple of campaigns ago, and it wasn't a rap per se, but it was kind of current rappers that if we change their name, like Cardi Beef. Um, runs a DMC. I mean, there was just a lot of ones and, and it was, it was pretty clever, but I, I will get with the team on the, yeah, on the rack for sure. I'll, There's I'll a tell lot you of what, opportunity there. I'm sure you've been down a wormhole, but watching commercial, like, especially restaurant commercials and especially for some reason, like during the early nineties, uh, man, it, it was a different world. Old commercial. Like, I bet you get, you get into that old commercials on YouTube sometime. Once in a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hilarious. hilarious. And sometimes we'll put them on on Twitter or something. We've got a couple. We've got kind of a scary one that we use around Easter time that has a a costumed rabbit that has really odd looking eyes. But we'll pull that from out from time to time. All right, All right. there's some good stuff. Okay, in lieu of me urging about the breakfast runs anymore, I just had another idea while we're sitting here. Maybe you've gotten it before, but you guys have good chili. Hear me out, chili. In a cinnamon roll bread shell, r- oh. runs a bread shell. Well, I feel like, wasn't there a grocery store that was making the cinnamon roll bowls a couple of years ago? Oh, I don't recall that. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I, it w- I know it that make, I've heard of that before. That wouldn't make as much um, of an impact. It wouldn't make as much of an yeah. impact if you came out with the chili, because that's seen as a Nebraska thing. Very I'm talking much. limited run for like a week. Give it a try. Yeah. I don't need yeah. any money. I can take some if you want to give it, but <laughs> I'm just saying, just give them some free ideas here. I love it. I, I will share that with our products team as soon as I end this call. Great. I'll probably text you more ideas in the coming days. Uh, Please do. <laughs> Becky. Please do. Hey, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm always, I'm always excited when I'm at, a, at an event in Lincoln and I see you there. Uh, you're always so fun to talk to. You always have a great smile on your face. I, I really enjoy knowing you. And um, it, was, it was a lot of fun to talk to you. But I got to ask a lot of the things I've always wanted to ask, and hopefully our listeners found that too. So thanks so much for your time today. You're, you bet. Well, those, all those burning questions, you're going to be able to sleep extra well tonight. You've got your, your answers. Absolutely. <laughs> Great to see you, too. All right. There's Becky Parrott, the Director of Marketing for Runza National. That's it for the Jack Mitchell Podcast. We will see you next week.